Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Should Halloween always be on the weekend? Yeah. 651 This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Trainer. That's my name. Got a little hiccup in the middle okay there. Over there hey. I'm all right. Uh, but why are we asking that question, oh, Bradley? We are asking that question because there is the petition on change.org, which let's be real. There's a petition for everything. Um, I mean, do things ever really get changed.org? Uh, I always wonder those? like what people are thinking. Like, I did a petition. <laughs> God bless you, but that don't mean nothing. But anyway, <laughs> the issue has been around for a while. Moving Halloween always on the weekend. This particular petition wants to move it to the last Saturday of October. And frankly, I am here for it. Now, I don't know what actual parents think because they're the ones that are involved in this madness. But especially when it comes to Halloween, I just think like because I do remember when I actually participated in Halloween festivities, there was always this awkward moment. And I'm thinking more about adult celebrations than children. Mm -hmm. But, you know, children, Um There was always this awkward moment where you're like, what day is Halloween on again? Oh, it's on Thursday. Okay, does that mean we celebrate the weekend before or the weekend after? Do we have our Halloween part? Mm. Do we dress up and go to our Halloween party on the weekend before or after? And then you got to decide. And if it's on a Wednesday, I don't know what you're supposed to do. So to me, I just think we do holidays in general the wrong way. But when it comes to Halloween, it seems like it would be just so much easier if you always knew Halloween fell on the last Saturday of October. Okay. I, uh, 651 if you would like to weigh in on this conversation, I would like to weigh in. Please do. I would like to say that I don't think it should be on a weekend at all, actually. I think it should never be on a weekend. Why do you think that? Because, honestly, I I like the limits that are set easily by it being a school night. Oh, you're thinking for like purposes of trick or treating and stuff. And all of the things. Yeah. I like the fact that I am not worried about I mean, I know that people are out listen, we can't have nice things. So any holiday is cause for people to go out and get crunk and drive their cars around and have a lot of alcohol in their systems and do crazy weird things. Okay. Well, they're being, still going to do that, though, I know. on a weekend. I understand regardless. that. Regardless, it's just a matter of which weekend. I know this. My point is, on, but on a holiday, people, they have, like, an extra reason. Like, it's not just, like, it's 
Saturday. Now it's Halloween Saturday, so now they're doing it in costumes. Do you see what I'm saying? So like, there's, and there's more just... parties. And, and so people go out and they get excited and there's a lot going on. And when my children are out trick-or-treating... It just, I feel more insulated when I know that, like, they have to be home by a certain hour because there's school tomorrow. And then the people who are going out partying are going out in the wave after that. And my kids aren't for, running around for the, the purposes of how, uh, for trick or treating. I can totally understand that perspective. Although people going out and, and partying is going to happen twice now because it's going to happen on Halloween and right. it's going to happen on a weekend. So right. for that purpose, I'm just more curious, like, for me, it's you got to nail down the weekend that we're all doing it, because if it's on a Wednesday, people, adults are having parties on a weekend. It's just a matter of if it's the weekend before or the weekend after. And that's always been, you know, again, not trick or treating purposes. But for that, that was always the frustrating thing. Like, you don't know which weekend you're supposed to, you know, do your your Halloween shenanigans. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, what? Seven, one, seven, six, oh, seven, one, oh, seven, one. Um. I, for me, I never, I felt like once the holiday is over, you can't celebrate it. So I always feel like you have to do it the the weekend before or the week before. Yeah. But then once the holiday happens, it's over. But I've been, that's my take on the matter. Yeah. I just, I think you end up having both because people have their opinions, Mm -hmm. right? So you've got people who think it should be before. And so they have their parties before to me. I'm like, and it goes back to all holidays. All holidays are awkwardly on the calendar. Like, for example, if we get off for a holiday, mm-hmm. we should just be um, celebrating that holiday on a Friday or a Monday. Why? Because it's attached to a weekend. Right. Right. So like if you traditionally get off Christmas Day, let's say you don't ever want Christmas Day to be on a Saturday unless your workplace is automatically going to give you a Monday off in yes. response. But if it's on a Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday, then you have to do that weird thing where you're like, I'm just going to take this day off. Yes. But I can't then take this other day off because then it's a vacate. It really just boils down to like what works for my vacation. We just want we just want a convenient vacation plan. Halloween doesn't really that doesn't really apply because who gets off for Halloween? Although maybe we should. That would be nice. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. Trish is on the line. Hi, Trish. Hi, Trish. Trish, what do you think? Does ha- should Halloween always be on a weekend? No, I agree with you, Colleen. I, and uh, traditionally, I think you always, ce- if it falls on a weekday, you celebrate the prior weekend. You don't celebrate Halloween after, in November. Like, once it hits midnight on October 31st, like, pfft, it's over. No put more the parties. costumes away, we're done. Yeah, but- done. You put the turkeys up. It's No, you don't celebrate <laughs> Halloween in, on November 1st or whenever. No. I mean, Sorry, I, Brad. I would be fine with that if that's what everybody decided. The problem is, that's not what everybody's deciding. And you now have to celebrate twice. Because you will have the people who, if not three times, because you will have the people that do the week before, the people that do the day of, and then you will have the people that do the weekend following, depending on when it... I need a new set of friends that jive with the one celebration thing. I think that's the problem yeah, no, here. I'll you're, change you're, my friends. Change your friends. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Bye, Trish. Let's go to Gail. Hi, Gail. Gail, what say you? Hi. Hi. Um, Oh, well, I just think Halloween is on Halloween. Um, I don't think it should be moved to any Saturdays because I just think of it as for the kids. So when adults go to parties, kind of not that important. 
All right, Gail, thank you. Yeah, you know, again, like I, yeah, I don't, with, I, I know that this year, again, because it's on a Wednesday, it's been, it is kind of funky, but I just, I'm thinking about for my kids, they've had like, um, like my daughter, for example, she has Thursday night dance class. They did, they did their dress up the Thursday before, but she, my daughter was like the whole time we were going to dance and she's wearing her costume. She's like, am I going to be the only one wearing my costume? And I said, no, everybody's wearing their costume because this is the day we chose to wear the costume. And she goes, but it's so far away from, from Halloween. It feels like it's too early. Yeah. I see what you mean. So like, well, it would make sense then maybe to do it the day after for, for, and I don't do anything for Halloween. So this is a moot point to me. I just think um, you should always just pick one thing, whatever the thing is going to be, just pick one thing because otherwise you're going to have multiple things. For example, in the park system in Minneapolis, some parks do their trick or treating on, you know, because they all have like you, you can come to the park and trick or treat. Mm-hmm. Some of them will do it on Halloween. Some mm-hmm. will do it like, for example, at uh, I think our park, um, Powderhorn, it's this coming weekend. Oh, so they're doing it after Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Six five one six four one one oh seven one. Oh, actually, you know what? We don't have time. We'll just take Gretchen. She'll have the last word. Gretchen, should Halloween always be on a weekend? No. I think first of all, Halloween is supposed to be the day before All Saints Day. So it has to stay like that. Mm-hmm. And for the kids, you know, they have their schedules and uh School, school nights for trick-or-treating is bad for teachers the next day, but great for kids. <laughs> so we love kids. And you could have themed parties that is very British. Anytime you can dress up for a party as an adult, who cares? This parties is true. in costume. This is true. Wear a costume whenever you want to. Gretchen, thank you so much. Every day. I will also say... You can't wear costumes at school anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, you don't even do trick-or-treating at school, right? No, they don't do Halloween at school. Because it's like the devil's Yeah, they have the fall fall festival. Fall festival. When we come back, Bradley has a Kathy Griffin holdover story. Yeah, we got to tell you the story about what happened at the Kathy Griffin concert last week. He has a memory of a story that she told during the concert. He's going to tell us after this on My Talk 107. Bradley got to see Kathy Griffin on stage last week when she was here, uh, and she told a ton of stories. Some of them Bradley shared with us, but uh, Bradley, you haven't told us this one story that you said made the audience gasp. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Make us gasp, Bradley. Well, I thought people could totally relate to this uh, moment that happened during Kathy Griffin's uh, three and a half hour stand up routine uh, mm. last week here in Minneapolis. And it, the, the show itself was amazing. We talked about it last week. But. There was a moment at which she totally threw a couple of people under the bus, but the one in particular was Andy Cohen. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she has a relationship with Andy Cohen that goes all the way back, of course, to Bravo. Right. Her show, My Life on the D-List on Bravo. Andy Cohen, executive, uh, you know, behind Bravo. And he and her, he and she... The two basically rubbed up against each other. It was not a good relationship that the two of them, them had. And when she talked about how she couldn't stand him, the audience was like, ah, because you'll be unsurprised to realize that most of the audience, or I should say a large swath 
of the audience at Kathy Griffin was fellow homosexual mm-hmm. gay men. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you know this, but Andy Cohen, gay man. Yeah. And so, most people, most people generally love Andy Cohen. A lot of the gays mm-hmm. love the Andy Cohen and a lot of the audience and people who love celebrity gossip. They sort of if they if they aren't paying too close attention, you know, they love Kathy Griffin. They love Andy Cohen. You know, I can get to some of the other people she threw under the bus that the audience was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, but sort of, you know, that moment I was like, ooh. Tell me more. And she really does credit Andy Cohen with sort of like kicking her off uh, and getting rid of her on the network after she helped build that network. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, don't you find it funny that the guy who's got like the only recurring show on that network is the guy who runs the network? Mm-hmm. I mean, hmm. it's I mean, it's a little shady. But- really, honestly, if you I, I, I'm with her on this, if you take a step back and look at the Bravo network. It should be renamed the Andy Cohen Network. Yeah. And she talks about, you know, the old boys club and how he really didn't have any time for her. So, you know, you think what you want of that particular kerfuffle. People could say that she just has an axe to grind because of, uh, you know, the fact that she's no longer on that network. Um, Regardless, that moment where she, you know, threw him under the bus and everybody was like, ah, I was like, "Ooh, I love that moment. I love when people tell you things that are unpopular, mm-hmm. when people sort of, you know, like everybody has, I don't want to call them like a golden calf, but like the thing that's supposed to, to be like, you know, the um, holding something up that, you know, not everybody is pleased with right let's put it that Mm -hmm. way and for her in this moment it was andy cohen and i feel like we all have those spots where people are like tell me you know or what do you think about oprah and they're like i can't stand that woman and you're like oprah who doesn't love oprah and then that's when you're like tell me more yeah yes so what's the story what's what do you mean i thought you were going to tell a story about about Andy Cohen. No, that was the story. Oh, okay. The story was, I mean, the story was that she, that he has treated her like crap ever since she left mm. the network. There's not a specific story. Okay. It's that moment where she said to the audience, I can't stand Andy Cohen that because of the way was... he treated me on the network. Yeah. And then the audience gasps and everybody's like, oh, you don't like Andy Cohen? Tell me more. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm, you know, listen, I'm actually, he would be on my list of people that I'd be like, yeah, I think everybody likes that person, and I'm not really, I don't, I don't see it. Well, and we've talked about that. I mean, although, did you read his autobiography? I okay, so I started to listen to it, and I think I got like 25 minutes in before I was like, I can't listen to this anymore because it sounded so self-amused and so name-droppy. Yeah, that I was like, I don't. This isn't fun for me. Uh, this- Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. This is, this is fun for him, but I'm not in, I'm not having fun. Yeah. Well, and he's, you know, he's not the only person. <laughs> and I frankly totally agree. I think... Andy Cohen is terribly overrated and mm-hmm. people seem to sort of flock to him. I'm not quite sure why, especially when he seems to, he likes to throw other celebrities under the bus and then doesn't have time when other people come for him. him. Yeah. So I, I've never been like a huge fan of his, um, but that wasn't the only person that she had that experience or that that moment didn't occur during her show. It wasn't just Andy Cohen. It was also Ellen. So she was talking about Ellen. She was talking about herself, you know, in the context of being a comedian. She's like, you know, I write all my own jokes. Unlike Ellen. And when she said that, Mm. the entire audience gasped and everybody's like, tell me more. And she didn't like really elaborate, but you could tell she is not a big fan of, of Ellen. And again, Ellen is one of those people who doesn't like Ellen. Well, see, I feel like there's people like that. And Holly's a a person who maybe is not super duper keen on Ellen, for example. But there are people like that where you know that like what they put out there is you're not. They put out such like a sanitized, like happy, lucky, happy version of themselves that there's nothing there for you to say that you don't like. And then if somebody does say, like, I'm not into that. Everybody, you know, everybody's going to turn on you, right? I think the thing with Ellen, for me in particular, Mm -hmm. is that Ellen presents herself on television as what she's putting out there is her true, authentic self. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that to be the case. Mm -hmm. I like what she puts out there. I'm glad that she has a space for positivity. I'm glad that she provides a space for people to feel good. But uh, but it's not, I'm like, it's not your true, true self. This is the persona that you're selling to us as being true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like anything can be that good, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. nobody can be that happy and dancey all the time. Which whenever I hear the person who's all happy and dancey, when I hear the person who says, yeah, the person who's all happy and dancey is not all happy and dancey. You're like, I need to know I'm like, more about oh, that's that. a person who tells truths. Yep. Hmm. We're going to tell you some truths about D-Bags. Oh. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly, and that name is D-Bags. D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Um, do you remember... Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you for the harmony. Uh, do you remember a guy by the name of Food God? Oh, yeah, that's Kim Kardashian's bestie, Jonathan Chobani Yogurt. No, don't give him free advertising. I'm sorry, Chabon. Chabon, right? Mm-hmm. Food God, though, spelled, by the way, capital F-O-O-D-G-O-D. It's like one word. Mm-hmm. No. no space between food and God, and God is not capitalized. <clears throat> food God. Food God is my D-bag today uh, for the following. Food God, Jonathan Chabon, displays diva behavior. Halloween bash. I mean, is the is it a headline that he displays diva behavior no, ever? Really, frankly, perhaps this is his own like people trying to get him in headlines. But the story itself uh, made him my d bag today because 
first of all, if you don't know Food God, he is just Kim Kardashian's friend who's had, I don't know, too many facial fillers, yes. if you ask me. Correct. And looks a little confused, but um, he created, you know, give him credit. He created a uh, an opportunity, or he, I should say he seized an opportunity by making a name for himself in light of being friends with Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. And it's like food. But when you go but to his it? account, I don't it's know. so I'm confusing. Very confused I'm by very him. confused. But anyway, here's a story. Okay. So while George Clooney and Kate Hudson threw very she-she parties this weekend, um, some parties were not so exciting. And one particular party was that of Food God. Actually, he was at the meatpacking club Red Rabbit. I don't okay. know what that means. Those are just like New York words that don't make sense. Well, it's the a hot meat, new club. Meatpacking district probably is where the club is. And then Red Rabbit. Is, Red Rabbit is the know. club and it's in the meatpacking. And district. it has everything. It's nice the one. place Thank to you. go. Thank you. Um, Stefan. One party go, uh, goer told page six that the food god was being, quote, a diva. Oh, that's a surprise. <laughs> That's a surprise. Allegedly, though, first of all, he was dressed as like a weird 60s uh, Willy Wonka. I think he was more of the Johnny Depp Willy Wonka than the original uh, Willy Wonka. And he was described as pouting and ignoring everyone and storming off to his table and standing at the bar service area for a half hour. Maybe to get a cocktail. I don't know. (sighs) Anyway, it just, you know, does not surprise me in the least. Can I ask some questions about Jonathan Chabon? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I'll have the answers, I know. but I'll certainly make them up. He's a mystery to me, though, because I seem to, like, I feel like in the past I've had questions about Jonathan Chabon and been surprised by answers about him because I don't know why somewhere in the back of my mind I, I've been told he has a child. Is that true? What? Because you think I know. He's... Is he a dad? Did I dream that? Um, you might have, but I can look up his Wikipedia. Because I, or it was, or is he, or was he married at some point? Uh, in late 2012, mm-hmm. Chabon began dating stylist Anat Popovsky after mm-hmm. meeting her while filming Courtney and Kim Take Miami. Okay. However, Chabon signed on as a single man on the second episode of the seventh season of Millionaire Matchmaker. Okay. That's all okay, it says. Okay, so there is n- not a child that we know of. No, I don't see so any. So that was a weird fever dream then. <laughs> okay. Perhaps. Sorry about it. I um, I still have wonders about him, though. Like, what is he? Is he's he nothing. A, the point is... Is he a hairstylist? No, is he, he's nothing. Uh, uh, what, is he a he was um, born tap the, dancer? Is he... I don't know. He was born in the Soviet Union okay. in 1974. He is the only child of a real estate agent and a diamond dealer. Okay. He grew up in Fort Lee, New Jersey, and uh, he started as a publicist for Peggy Siegel. Okay. At one point, he was music manager. Wait, at one point, music manager Benny Medina called Siegel to work on Sean Combs' 29th birthday party. When Siegel rejected the offer, despite Chabon's urging, Chabon accepted the job himself. Chabon left Siegel and formed his own PR firm. So he presumably is part of the reason we have Kim Kardashian. Okay. So he's just one of those people who just. He also has his own clothing line called Critic with a K. Okay. He also designs jewelries under the title Rich Rocks. (laughs) And he opens Sushi Mikasa, a restaurant in Miami. And he has also co hosted Coca Cola Red Carpet Live. And 
he launched a new product called Glam Screen. No, I Which can't. is a protective cover for a smartphone. He... I, I, I sort of respect him, but I also kind you of do? disrespect him. <laughs> Sushi Mikasa is closed, by well, the way. Well, of course it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I respect him because he's worked, he's tried. He bugs. Uh, but he's I, a hustler, for sure. Yes. If you go to his Twitter account, though, it's crap, so. But he tries. It's just my opinion. Uh, what? Do, I wonder what he was pouting about. God only knows. He wasn't getting enough attention. Uh, all right. Uh, well, he is a, he is a D-bag. Just in, he's always a d bag. He can he can be he can show up in the segment whenever. Yes, I would like to name my d bag Lena Dunham. Oh, for giving us um, both a picture and information we did not ask for. Okay, what was that? One wonders. Okay, so on Saturday she shared on her Instagram a picture of her armpit. Okay. A picture of her hairy armpit. Why? With, it was a naked picture, by the way, of course. She of had course. no shirt on, and you can see her hairy armpit. And then uh, she has across her nippler area a hashtag pit party. Okay, I didn't want, I didn't want to be invited to the pit party. I would like to RSVP no, but it doesn't matter because it's in my face. And then she puts over her Insta story, do you guys know Insta Steak? She's my longest term online crush. And the reason I am growing my armpit hair. Who's Insta Steak? So I've gone over to her uh, Instagram page. Her name or her handle is Insta Steak. Shop Hot Lava, the curvy fashionista.com. Um, you know, she's just a lady who uh, takes Oh, so she's just giving her like a free, like free publicity for her thing. And. To do it, she gives us a picture of her of her armpit. hairy armpit, but she so also weird. wants Insta Steak to know that she has inspired Lena Dunham to grow out her armpit hair. Other okay. things right. that Lena Dunham is growing out and wants people to know are her bangs. Um, she is growing her bangs out, so and she, she wants Lady Gaga to know that it's an inspiration from A Star Is Born. Oh, okay. Do you know, I, I read some troubling news also about Lena Dunham. So there was some good news about Lena Dunham today. She said that she's like gotten over an addiction to pills, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But then I just, I swear I just saw that like Steven Spielberg picked her to write an adaptation for a movie or a TV series or like a TV event or I something. I hope that was a, yeah, a fever it's dream a, of it's yours. A, oh, a gosh, story no. about Syrian refugees. Okay. You know, can, I'm I, like, why are people giving this woman a job? You know, not I, that she can't have a job. She can have a job, and but, she, I think she works well with boundaries. You know, <laughs> I think it's when she's given sort of free reign that we see her crusty armpits. Like I, the thing about it is this: I just don't understand like, what's he, the message she's trying to tell like, us with ha, her have armpits. Whatever armpit you want to have, yeah. I am like happy for your armpits. Like I just don't want to be invited to your pit party on Instagram on Saturday or any day. Really? I don't care. I, your pits, your business, my pits, my business, my business, my business, all my stuff, my business, your stuff, your business. Let's just all be at our own parties. I just, this is the thing about Lena Dunham though, is this like constant oversharing of things. And then like, thinking and now I'm angry about it and I don't want to be angry because it's Monday and I don't want to start my week okay. this way. I, think it's I have like- news for you. 
every week. Hey. This is every week. Um, it's also what we do. And uh-huh. if, if I would be more concerned if you woke up today and was like, you know what I want to do? I really want to take a moment and I just want to give some love to Lena Dunham because she's an amazing person. Now, look, we did actually a little bit of that earlier and said she was amazing for overcoming her uh-huh. pill addiction. But if you had said, I just want to give her some love because she's sharing a really um, sensitive side of herself, her armpit, <laughs> then I would be concerned. Maybe it's in as much as like she sharing her hairy armpit as a, as as a source of empowerment where it's just you're sharing your armpit and maybe it doesn't necessarily translate as no, empowering. That's the thing. And that's that's mixed, the thing. Mixed signals. There, it, there is. I have. I'm with you, Holly. I think her intention might have been something very different from how I'm receiving it, um, which. Maybe, I don't know whose problem that is, but just generally speaking, and I don't know how you guys feel, but I generally just don't like armpits in my face. Oh, okay. I don't. Well, we're learning a lot, but. But do I mean, you? I mean, I just, I don't for like. For the purposes of Instagram, in I don't know why I ever need to see somebody's armpit. Exactly. I just mm-hmm. don't need to have a pit in my face on a Saturday. You have a pit. I have a pit. I got a pit. I've I got actually my own got pit. two. If wow. I want a pit in my face, I know where to go. Mm hmm. Thank you. Uh, anyway, congrats to Lena Dunham on her growing armpit Bye. hair and on her bangs, uh, because clearly those are two things that are very meaningful in her life today. Uh, and I want the best for her. All right. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh man, we got to get the gooper scoopers together because Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, lifestyle brand has gotten nicked again, this time by uh, a group that I think we can totally get behind. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. We'll tell you about Something them after we can this. get behind. Yes, on my talk 107. Well, one of our favorite things to do is be critical of Gwyneth Paltrow's lifestyle brand. Goop, right, Bradley? Oh, yeah. Yes, this is the Colleen I and Bradley so Show. I am so goopy. <laughs> the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. I am Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And uh, when we are critical of that particular lifestyle brand, we like to get together uh, our group of Gooper Scoopers. Here come the Gooper Scoopers. They are going to find you stuff that. Well, this got caught my attention because one of the things that we've been uh, paying attention to as well, Bradley, is how Goop has responded when critical thinking, intelligent uh, people who maybe have degrees and knowledge in science, science yeah. uh, <clears throat> point out that they are leading people down um, dangerous paths with some of the claims that they make, right? Yep. And they've had to make some different types of claims on the Goop website. Well, and they've been fined. Yes. Well, guess what? They've been called out again. Oh. Yes. Um, They've been reported for 113, quote, unproven product claims. Um, And specifically... The latest is something that they have on their site called the mother load. Uh, I know I made that sound sexy, didn't I? No, it sounds weird. Mm. What, what's the mother load? The mother load is uh, one of their uh, supplements that they recommend for uh, women who are 
either pregnant or planning to become pregnant or have recently given birth. The mother load um, contains 110% of the recommended daily dose of vitamin A. Okay. 110% of the recommended daily dose. So that means more than you're supposed to have. More than you're supposed to have just in that supplement. More than is recommended. More than is recommended in the supplement alone. Meaning, if you're just taking, if you're taking that supplement in the supplement alone, you're getting 110. percent If you are getting vitamin A from other sources, you're getting more than your daily sure. recommended amount, right? Is and that so, dangerous? Well, I mean, it is dangerous in the sense that uh, the the um, the World Health Organization advises against pregnant women taking other supplements alongside it and getting oh. more vitamin A than they're supposed to. You know, getting vitamins are good right it's good to get the right amount of vitamins in your body too much of a vitamin is not necessarily a good thing whether or not you need to take supplements is up for debate exactly um it well and it says right here in view of the evidence suggesting that high levels of vitamin a can cause birth defects if you're pregnant you're not advised to take vitamin a supplements right so unless gonna... your doctor tells you to so here you have a gwyneth paltrow vitamin with a bunch of or a supplement with a bunch of vitamin a in it for expectant mothers, which could be their ergo a risky thing is what is Precise. that what you're saying? Precise. Okay. And that is in fact not only what I'm saying, but also what the Good Thinking Society is saying. And they are the group that has reported goop. Now the Good Thinking Society, I was like, what is the Good Thinking Society? I would like to know more about the yeah, Good what, Thinking what Society. They? Thank you for asking. The Good Thinking Society is a charity that is um, with the goal of encouraging curiosity and promoting, are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. Rational thinking. Oh. So what they really, they are a pro-science and pro-evidence group. They are, quote, anti-woo and anti-quack. They say we like skepticism, but not cynicism. We like nerds and geeks, but we hate bogus things without a lot of evidence. Yeah, that's pretty... yeah, seems pretty, um, you know, even minded. So what they do is they sort of scan through kind of commonly shared um, articles, uh, products in society. And then they look at kind of what the claims are of those things. And then they will report things. For example, they've already reported uh, they reported a device that was being sold on eBay okay. that reported that they could that through electric currents it could stop cancer cells from growing. Oh. Right? So they reported that, and they had a lot of success with that. Well, now they've had success by reporting this vitamin or this uh, this mother load supplement that's yeah. being pushed on the Goop See, site. Okay, what what's really disheartening about all of this is that, you know, you'll remember that, and I imagine a lot of defenders of Gwyneth Paltrow will, f- will be like, well, you know, she's totally responded, and they've set up all these people and put all these things in place to keep from the... Like, the way that Gwyneth Paltrow responded to the criticism that oftentimes she's peddling stuff that has very thinly evidenced science, if any at all, is by putting these people in place, allegedly, who are like watchdogs or, you know, barriers to this kind of stuff getting promoted. Well, if this is the case, it's evidence that that's not actually working. And so somebody other than Gwyneth herself needs to be responsible for you know, holding them accountable because here's the thing: like, like, I, if she wants to sell dust that makes you feel good about yourself, who cares? So long as a, it's not harmful, and b, it's not actually promising to do things that right. it can't do. Right. This particular thing sounds pretty clearly like something that you know could harm someone if it's 
if it's um, if it's taken in the wrong way right. at the wrong time for the wrong person. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, so one of the uh, uh, the project manager, Good Thinking Society, said of of Goop, she said, Gwyneth, uh, specifically of Gwyneth Paltrow, said, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow may have good intentions, but she and her company sell products with claims that could clearly mislead customers. Just because Gwyneth has an Academy Award, it does not mean that Goop should be giving should be given an easy ride compared to other big corporations. So in other words, you know, the other other corporations, other companies that push supplements like this are held to a standard that Gwyneth Paltrow is not being held to. Yeah. Or holding the products that she's selling to. Exactly. Because she is Gwyneth Paltrow. And they're basically just saying they need to be they need to be held accountable as well. She said being a celebrity does not exempt someone from abiding by the advertising law here in and there in the UK. Um, but she says if Gwyneth Paltrow can't provide satisfactory evidence be- behind the claims she makes for her products, she should not be making those claims. And I happen to agree. And yeah. I feel like this good thinking society might be just what Goop needs. Yeah, they're thinking kind of good. Because at the end of the day, like like you said, Bradley, like we can laugh all day about the uh, Yoni eggs and the uh, hoo-ha steamers and like whatever. Like as long as it's not causing harm. Yeah. Although, but something like that. I think the yoni eggs clearly could, you know, I again, I don't have one of those and I don't do science around those, but presumably those aren't very healthy either. Right. Because you're not supposed to go sticking things in your hoo-ha that um, don't belong there. Yeah. yeah but, it's not a storage unit. But if, Correct. You know, it's not a pocket. We've learned that mm-hmm. before. <laughs> but it's not but like the door I also, of your refrigerator. I also, you know, it's like this whole thing. Um, just today I was reading an article about... Um, Turmeric, mm-hmm. right? And how everybody's got like this obsession over turmeric. Holly. And, um, you know, it make you, you want to take things that you think are helping you or in do, are doing good. But then there's this whole article that's like, well, the science is not actually bearing out in the way that we thought it would. And so, you know, for people who are like doing it all the time, you got to like rethink that now. You don't want to just keep blindly doing something. Or if you do, just know that you're not necessarily getting the benefit you think you're getting. At the end of the day, if your only advice is coming from an Academy Award winner, maybe check yourself. Yeah. And look other places. Yeah. Like the Colleen and Bradley show from noon to three, Monday mm-hmm. through Friday, right here on we My Talk 107. We you wrong. No, we ain't got no fake science. Mm-mm, we really actually don't have much science at all. All right. When we come back, are you still hiding something from your mom? What is it? 651-641-1071. At NetApp, we'll bring the love of cloud. You bring your passion to change the world. With NetApp, you'll experience secure access to your data anywhere, anytime. Running your apps on the clouds of your choice. Machine learning and automation to optimize infrastructure. It's time to unlock all of data's possibilities. What we're doing with the cloud is just the beginning. NetApp, for the love of cloud. Tap the ad or visit netapp.com love to see how amazing the cloud can be. You're finally at that hot new spot. The one your friends keep raving about. Sitting across from your date. It's going... Another round? Really well. And that dish you've been dying to try? Oh, it's headed your way. You can smell it. Hear it sizzling fresh off that skillet as it comes closer, closer, and served. Go ahead. Enjoy. After your phone sneaks a bite first. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it.